0: Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet.
1: And how y'all doing today? I am your host Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from a hot and humid New Orleans. How's the world of rental doing today? Deliveries on time, pickups backed up. How about service calls? Got to keep them working. Just a normal day in paradise. A big thank you to all our listeners, to your friends and associates. I hope you enjoyed last week's show about branding. There's uh, so much to cover in so little time. And remember, I can help you with equipment financing, buying and selling rental companies, as well as insurance needs with my buddy Gates Goza. Remember, you can always listen on demand after the show. Please let me know if there's a certain guest or subject like we've had in the last couple of weeks. You would like to have in the show, and I'll do my best to get them. You can reach me at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com, or you can call or text me at 504 615 0540. So, like last week, this week I had an email from a gentleman by the name of Jonathan that asked about assessing your competition. Where exactly do I fit in? So, today's show is about how to run a competitive analysis. First, why run a competitive analysis? Now, some of this stuff might be a little bit overboard and not for everybody, but if you get just one idea from it, then it'll help. So why run a competitive analysis? When was the last time you performed an analysis in your market? And if you think scanning your competitors' social media platforms and websites each day counts as competitor analysis, Think again. While this exercise is a great starting point, it doesn't give you all the stats you should know. For most businesses, the competitor analysis process only happens right before a new product is introduced or a new service is about to launch into the market. Here's the problem if you're not routinely running a proper competitor analysis, you're missing out on valuable insight that could actually help your brand and company grow. This key intel will also give you a better understanding of your customers. You'll know precisely what resonates with them and what is of no interest to them. So why do so many brands and companies fail in the competitor analysis department? Well, whether it's due to a lack of time or even a lack of understanding about how to perform one correctly, it's time to fix this problem. We're going to talk about how to run a competitor analysis in the most efficient and easy way so you don't waste any time. Before we dive in, I want to be clear. This is, this is not stuff designed to help you study your competition so you can replicate their every move. Instead, we'll be discussing what you can learn from your competition and how you can use the information you obtain from your competitor analysis to catapult your business to success. So before we get started, every company can benefit from regular competitor analysis. By performing competitor analysis, you'll be able to, one, identify gaps in the market, 2. develop new products and services, 3. uncover market trends, and 4. market and in our case rent more effectively. As you can see, learning any of these four components can lead your company down the path of achievement. But before you start, we need to nail down a few important basics. How to identify your true competition? First, you'll need to figure out who you're really competing with so you can compare the data accurately. What works in a business similar to yours may not work for your business. So how can you do this? You divide your competitors into two categories. One is direct, and the second is indirect. Direct competitors are businesses that that offer a product or service that could pass as a similar substitute for yours and that operate in your same geographic area. On the flip side, an indirect competitor is one that provides products that are not the same but could satisfy the same customer need or solve the same problem. It seems simple enough on paper but these two terms are often misused. When comparing your company, you should only focus on your direct competitors. This is something many folks get wrong. Let's use an example. ABC Rental and XYZ Rental are both equipment rental service companies that rent and serve a similar target market. But as we look deeper, we can see that the actual product offerings are not really the same. One focuses on general rental, while the other is maybe a specialty house. Yes, these companies satisfy the same need for equipment, but they do so with completely different types of equipment, making them indirect competitors. This means ABC Rental would not want to spend their time studying XYZ too closely since their targets may vary. Even if it's only slightly, this tiny variation is enough to make a big difference. Now, this doesn't mean you should toss your indirect competitors out the window completely. Keep these companies on your radar since they could shift Positions at any time and cross over into the direct competitor zone. Using our example ABC, which could certainly change things for XYZ if they entered XYZ's niche market. This is also one of the reasons why you want to routinely run a competitor analysis. The market can and will shift at any time. And if you're not constantly scoping it out, you won't be aware of these changes until it's too late. Right now, we're in a strong economy. If something happens with that, all the more reason to watch closely. So what exactly are we comparing? Once you identify your true competition, you need to determine what metrics you'd be comparing across the board and there are three specific categories to focus on. The business, which is the products, rentals, and marketing. The business, at the heart of any business, is its product or service, which is what makes this a good place to start. You'll want to analyze your competitor's complete product line and the quality of the products or services they're offering. You should also take note of their pricing, or rates in our case, and any discounts that they're offering customers. Some questions to consider include, are they a low-cost or a high-cost provider? Are they working mainly volume rentals or one-off rentals? What is their market share? What are characteristics and needs of their ideal customers? Are they using different pricing strategies for online purchases, or in this case, rentals, versus the brick and mortar type? How does the company differentiate itself from its competitors? And how do they distribute their products and services? Are they mainly walk-ins? Are they deliveries of larger equipment? Next would be sales or let's just say revenue. Running a sales analysis of your competition can be a bit tricky. You'll want to track down the answers to questions such as What does their equipment rental process look like? What channels are they selling through? Do they have multiple locations? And how does this give them an advantage, especially in the area? of swapping equipment around? Are they expanding? Are they scaling down? Do they have partner reselling programs such as re-rents? What are their customers reasons for not renting and for ending their relationship with the company? What are their revenues each year? What about total sales volume? And do they regularly discount their products or services? And how involved is a salesperson in the process? These helpful pieces of information will give you an idea of how competitive the sales process is and what information you need to prepare your sales reps with to compete during the final buy or in our case rental stage. For publicly held companies, you can find annual reports online, but you'll have to do some sleuthing to find this info from privately owned companies. You can find some of this information by searching through your CRM and reaching out to those customers who mentioned that they were considering your competitor. Find out what made them choose your product or service over others out there. To do this, run a report that shows all prospective deals where there was an identified competitor. If this data is not something you currently record, talk to marketing and sales to implement a system with prospects or questions about the other companies they're considering. Essentially, they'll need, they'll need to ask their leads, either through a form field or during a one-on-one sales conversation to identify who their current service providers are, who they've used in the past, and who else they're considering during the buying process. When a competitor is identified, have your sales team dive deeper by asking why they're considering switching to your product. If you've already lost the deal, be sure to follow up with the prospect to determine why you lost to your competitor. What services or features attracted the prospect? Was it about price? What's the prospect's impression of your sales process? If they've already made the switch, found out why they made this decision. By asking open-ended questions, you have honest feedback about what customers find appealing about your company and what might be turning customers away. And once you've answered these questions, you can start scoping out your competitors' marketing efforts. In marketing, you're analyzing your competitors' website is the fastest way to gauge their marketing efforts. So you have to take note of any of the following items and copy down specific URL for first excuse me, for future reference. And there's a number of things that we're going to talk about in marketing. When we come back, uh, we're going to take a quick break and come back, uh, talking about the things before you get started with the analysis of uh, your competitors. Here's where we got to go. So let's take a break and jump back to Voice America. Thank you.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice
2: America. The Genie Z60 37 FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel-efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions, too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit GenieLift.com. Genie genuine parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run genie genuine parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards which means more machine uptime we also have free ground freight on orders of 750 dollars or more from our two parts warehouses go to genielift.com to find out more Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for Extra Capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit GenieLift.com. That's GenieLift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network.
0: This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Radio at gmail.com. That's Radio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: And welcome back. And today we are talking about how to run a competitor analysis. And uh, some of the things we're talking about in this section is uh, kind of the things you gotta do before you get started. Uh, We were just talking about uh, asking open-ended questions uh, to your customers You have honest feedback about what customers find appealing about your customers and what might be turning customers away. And once you've answered these questions, you can start scoping out your competitor's marketing efforts. So to continue on with marketing, you've gotta analyze your competitor's website uh, that is probably the fastest way to gauge their marketing efforts take note of any of the following items and copy down the specific url for future reference do they have a blog are they creating white papers or ebooks about benefits of renting versus buying do they post videos or webinars do they have a podcast and what about slide decks Do they have an FAQs section? Are there featured articles? Do you see press releases? Do they have a media kit? And what about case studies? Do they publish buying guides and data sheets? And what online and offline advertising campaigns are they running? And I'm sure you'll also see everyone's mission statement as you run through this exercise. Then take a look at the quantity of these items. Do they have several hundred blog posts or a small handful? Are there five white papers or just one ebook? Next, determine the frequency of these content assets. Are they publishing something new each week or once a month? How often does a new ebook or case study come out? Chances are, if you come across a robust archive of content, your competitor has been publishing regularly. That is, they're using their website actively. Depending on the topics they're discussing, this content may help you hone in on their lead generating strategies. From there, you should move on to evaluating the quality of their content. After all, if the quality is lacking, it won't matter how often they post since their target audience won't find much value there. Choose a small handful of samples to review instead of tackling every single piece to make the process more manageable. Your sampler should include content pieces covering a variety of topics so you have a fairly complete picture of what your competitor shares with their target audience outside of just what they rent. And when analyzing your competitors' content, consider these questions. How accurate is their content? Are spelling or grammar errors present? How in-depth does their content go? Is it introductory level that just scratches the surface? Or more advanced topics with high-level ideas? And what tone do they use? And is the content structured for readability? Are they using bullet points, bold headings, or numbered lists? Is their content free and available to anyone, or do their readers need to opt in? And who's writing their content? Is it an in-house team, one person, or multiple contributors? And is there a visible byline or bio attached to their articles? And is the site, quite frankly, easy to navigate? I've been on some tough ones that makes it hard to get to the point. As you continue to scan the content, pay attention to the photos and imagery your competitors are using. Are they using graphics or manufacturers' pictures? This can show allegiance to one manufacturer or do they buy whatever's available brand-wise? Do you quickly scroll past generic stock photos or are you impressed by custom illustrations and images instead? If they're using stock photos, do they at least have overlays of text quotes or calls to action that are specific to their business? If their photos are custom, are they sourced from outside graphic professionals, or do they appear to just be done in-house? When you have a solid understanding of your competitor's content marketing strategy, it's time to find out if it's truly working for them. So the content engagement. To, gauge how en- to engage how engaging your competitor's content is to their readers, you need to see how they target audience responds to what they're posting. Do they give customers a chance to respond, if anything, or are there testimonials, or do they even ask for feedback? Check the average number of contents, shares, and likes on your competitors' content, and find out if one certain topics resonate better than others. Two. The comments are negative, positive, or a mix. Three, people are tweeting about specific topics more than others. And four, readers respond better to Facebook updates about certain content. Don't forget to note in your competitors' categories their content using tags, and if they have social media follow and share buttons attached to each piece of content. Both of these will affect engagement activity. What about content promotion? From engagement, you move right along to your competitor's content promotion strategy. How are they promoting their newest pieces of equipment outside their website? How often do they share content through Facebook or Twitter? Do they use paid ads on social media sites? Are they using retargeting or a content discovery tool such as Taboola or Outbrain? Do they work with influencers or or post their articles on inbound? Basically, how are they driving traffic to their content? And that includes uh, sites like LinkedIn emails and newsletters. You should also check for newsletter sign-up boxes or any other similar opt-in forms. Jot down the specific calls to action to see how they're prompting potential customers to enter their sales funnel. What questions do they ask on their forms? What types of nurturing workflows do they have set up? Again, This is not for replicating purposes. It's here to give you an idea of what tactics your competitors are currently using and the messaging that's connecting with their customers and prospects. Now we move on to search engine optimization, SEO. Now that you know what types of content your competitor is using and the quality of it, you're going to want to evaluate how optimized this content is especially for search results. You can perform a qualitative assessment to determine how keywords are used in a handful of content samples you picked out. Specifically, you want to look for keyword optimization in these key areas. The page title, the URL structure, the title, the header tags, keyword density in the copy itself and image ALT text tags, and use of internal linking. The following questions can also help you prioritize and focus on what to pay attention to. Which keywords are your competitors focusing on that you still haven't tapped into? What content of theirs is highly shared and linked to? How does your content compare? Which social media platforms is your target audience using and the most active on? And what other sites are linking back to your competitor's site, but not yours? Who else is sharing what your competitors are publishing? Who is referring traffic to your competitor's site? For the keywords you want to focus on, what is the difficulty level? There are several free and paid tools that will give you a comprehensive evaluation of your competitor's search engine optimization. And your social media presence. The last area you want to evaluate when it comes to marketing is your competitor's social media presence and engagement rates. How does your competition drive engagement with their brand through social media? Do you see social sharing buttons with each article? Does your competitor have links to their social media channels in the header, footer, or somewhere else? Are these clearly visible? Do they use calls to action with these buttons? I see this a lot on Facebook, excuse me, on LinkedIn. If your competitors are using a social network that you may not be on, it's worth learning more about how that platform may be able to help your business too. To determine if a new social media platform is worth your time, check your competitors' engagement rates on those sites. See what it's costing them before you invest the time and the return on investment on those types of sites. and vi- You can visit the following sites to see if your competition has an account on them. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, YouTube, Pinterest. There's a bunch of them out there. So with that, let's take a break before we come back to getting started. Thank you.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
2: The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE boom lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website, at GenieLift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory-fitted and field-tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime, We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two-parts warehouses. Go to GenieLift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for Extra Capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit GenieLift.com. That's GenieLift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
0: This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Radio at gmail.com. That's radio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: And welcome back. And today we're talking about how to run a competitor analysis. And we were at the section about talking about social media presence and talking about checking your competitors' uh, sites to see if they have an account on these, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Pinterest. Once you do that, then take note of the following quantitative items from each platform, numbers of fans or followers, posting frequency and consistency, content engagement, or users leaving comments or sharing their posts, content virality, how many shares, repins, and retweets do their posts get. With the same critical eye you use to gauge your competitor's content marketing strategy, take a fine-tooth comb to analyze their social media strategy? What kind of content are they posting? Are they more focused on driving people to landing pages, resulting in new leads? or Are they posting visual content to promote engagements and brand awareness? How much of this content is original? Do they share curated content from other sources? Are these sources regular contributors? What is the overall tone of the content. And how does your competition interact with their followers? How frequently do their followers interact with their content? After you collect this data, generate an overall grade for the quality of your competitors' content. This will help you compare the rest of your competitors using a similar grading scale. You got the old SWOT system, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. As you evaluate each component in your competitor's analysis, get into the habit of performing a simplified SWOT analysis at the same time. And this seems to come up almost every week about SWOT analysis. This means that you'll take note of your competitor's strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats anytime you assess an overall grade. Some questions to get you started include, What is your competitor doing really well? Products, content marketing, social media? Where does your competitor have the advantage over you? What is the weakest area for your competitor? Where does your brand have the advantage over your competition? And what could they do better with? In what areas would you consider this competitor as a threat? Are there opportunities in the market that your competitor has identified, and do you follow them? You'll be able to compare their weaknesses against your strengths and vice versa. By doing this, you can better position your company, and you'll start to uncover areas for improvement within your own brand. So how does your business currently stack up? Before you accurately compare competitors, you need to establish a baseline. This helps when it comes time to perform the SWOT analysis. Take an objective look at your business and marketing efforts through the same metrics you use to evaluate your competition. Record this information just like you would with a competitor and use this as your baseline to compare against the board. So then how do you perform a competitor analysis? Now that we have an idea of what to look for, here's how to collect this important information the easy way. There's a bunch of options, some tools to get you started, and there are sites that you do. HubSpot, Competitor Tools and Reports. The HubSpot Competitor Report gives you the power to monitor your competition while also recording your site's ranking over time. With the help of this tool, You'll uncover specific action items and benchmarks necessary to increase your authority. You'll also be able to compare several of your competitors at once, and they'll be graded on the following areas. Marketing, traffic rank, linking domains, Twitter followers, Facebook fans, whatever. You'll also be able to see if your competitors maintain a blog or use a marketing automation tool. For the best results, you want to monitor this regularly. Check in at least once a month, but no more than once a week. You want to see how your site is trending while still allowing time for true trends to form. This is the best way to ensure your decisions are based on accurate data. Number two is complete. Complete is like having Google Analytics tracking on your competitor's site. It shows you how much unique traffic a specific URL is receiving and how long visitors stay on your competitor's site. Complete also gives you insights about where this traffic comes from. For example, you may find that your competitor is receiving all of its traffic from Instagram. If this is the case, you want to jot that down and consider investing more time and resources on this platform. There's also Buzzsumo. Buzzsumo is one of the most popular social media tracking tools, but simply, it identifies the most shared content on the web. You can use it to find information for general trends in your industry or with your competitor. Once you type in a topic or competitor URL, its database pulls the social media stats from the most popular channels such as Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. This type of knowledge is crucial when deciding which content will resonate best with your audience. And there's also Google Alerts. Google Alerts will send you a message anytime a competitor URL, company name, or founder of a company is mentioned online. Simply set up your alerts for your competition, and you receive a message every time they're mentioned. Here's the best part. This tool is absolutely free. Then there's visual ping. When you don't have time to monitor every little change your competitor makes to their website, visual ping has you covered. With this nifty tool, you know if your competitor updates its seasonal promotions, prices, or even product availability, so you won't have to keep track of these yourself. Create your alerts and an email will automatically send when a change occurs. It's that easy. So start collecting data. So now that you know what you're going to compare, it's finally time to start the actual competitor analysis process. For each competitor, set up a Google Sheet or Excel spreadsheet with three tabs to include a section on business, sales, and marketing. If you're using HubSpot's Competitors Report tool, you'll simply head to Reports Competitors. From there, you'll select the Add a New Competitor button and input the URL when prompted. For those doing this manually, there are questions directly from this guide into your spreadsheets. Of course, you can always add to or take away any questions that don't pertain to your brand. Here's what this would look like. Picture a spreadsheet uh, with a bunch of questions and then you got competitor A, competitor B, C, D, across the board. So questions like, do they have a blog? Are they creating white papers? Do they post videos or webinars? Do they have a podcast? What about slide decks? Do they have an FAQ section? Are there featured articles? Do you see press releases? What about case studies? Do they publish buying guides and data sheets? What online and offline advertising campaigns are they using? And how accurate is their content? Are spelling or grammar errors present? How in-depth does their content go? What tone do they use? Is the content structured for readability? Are you using bullet points, bold headings, and numbered lists? What does the sales process look like? What channels are they selling through? Do they have multiple locations, and how does this give them an advantage? Are they expanding, scaling down? Lots of the things we talked about already today. Do they have partner reselling programs? Do they regularly discount their products or services? How involved is a salesperson in the process? And don't forget to include your baseline evaluation as the starting point so they can accurately compare the data that you collect. In each tab and below the questions you'll be answering, you should also include a section on your SWOT analysis. Ideally, you should identify in those areas that need improvement in your brand first. After that, add the strengths and weaknesses of your competitors and how these align with the strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities for your brand. Keep this information in an easy to read bullet list with short sentences so you can refer back to it easily when you compare everything. You should also give each brand's audit an overall letter grade based on your findings. Are they an A company, B company, C company, whatever? This helps make the comparing process somewhat easier. Once that's all set up, you're ready to complete your audit with research and fill out your template based on your findings. Remember to keep your Google Sheet as neat and organized as possible so you can compare stats efficiently every time you run through this process. And you've got to analyze your results. You know, after you've audited five to ten competitors, if you have that many, you'll be ready to analyze your results. For those using a Google sheet or Excel file, highlight any rows of data that stand out. These may be areas where your competitors are doing really well, or those they're not doing so great in. Now this step is not as simple as it sounds. You need to think strategically to understand why specific data stands out. Now that you have all this data under your belt, It's time to create an action plan. So how do you use this information to your advantage? Uncovering this intel is really only the first step. If you're not using it to your advantage, you'll end up wasting all your hard work. So create a plan. Look at what your brand's weaknesses are as compared to your competitors. Review your notes to see how they're doing so well and that specific area, and jot down ideas or strategies that you could use to do the same. Next, come up with the specific steps you'll take to improve your current position. You want to break this down into a, let's just say a three-month or monthly goal that eventually gets broken down further into specific weekly and daily task, and so you should answer what marketing, sales or products/ services improvements need to happen? How should we change our strategy? What changes do we need to make internally to evolve? What materials, campaigns, or processes need to be updated to help us gain a competitive advantage. In a separate tab on your sheet, write down this action plan and the exact steps you're going to take. And you use this in the next section. So monitoring your results. After three months of making these changes, take a step back to analyze how you're doing. Using that same spreadsheet, Go back and review your plan. Take note of how effective it is. Are there any areas that you can improve on? Are there any areas that your team is doing really well with that you can expand on? What's working and what is Mr. Mark with your audience? Go back to your first baseline assessment of your brand to see how far you've come. To get a complete picture, review your closest competitors again. Answer the same questions. How are your competitors performing since the last time you checked out their site and social media channels? Have they improved on any areas specifically? Are they doing anything differently? What are they doing well with? Is this the same as the first time you analyzed them? Look for explosive growth on a single platform or a major change in messaging. It could be a sign that now's the time to invest in Instagram or whatever channel you were hesitant about. It could also mean that your competitor has decided to focus on another service or area and has now become an indirect competitor. Rerun your analysis of your company's win rate in competitive sales situations and analyze who you once lost to and what companies you are losing to now. New competitors enter the market and certain could be beginning to siphon market share from you and the established competitors. To monitor and benchmark how your site and your competitor sites are doing, you can use HubSpot's free website grader tool. With this tool, you can measure the overall effectiveness of your competitor's marketing, unique website visitors, traffic rank, indexed pages, linking domains, MOSE rank, Facebook fans, Twitter followers. This is a time to make minor adjustments to your strategy. Review your plan again in another 90 days to see how you're performing. You should also tweak a few things at a time when you can really pinpoint what's working and what's not. Perform a competitor analysis will give you a better understanding of how your brand strengths and weaknesses stack up against your competition. You'll uncover what's really resonating with your target audience and develop strategies to differentiate your brand, create new and effective marketing tactics, and ultimately help your brand grow. Just remember, to use this competitive intelligence as a guide in your marketing strategy, not a cheat sheet. You don't want to copy your competitors' every move and lose your brand's unique point of view. Instead, use what you've uncovered as a starting point for brainstorming strategies with your team and campaigns that will make your brand outshine the competition. And keep an eye on other businesses in your field, too, to see how well they're ranking over time for the keywords that you're targeting. But never forget the age-old competitor analysis tool. Talk to your customers. Ask them, how are you doing? And act accordingly. We've always talked about personalities in the industry in building relationships that may or may not work with certain customers. And don't be afraid to change that salesperson if one person is not making headway with them. And very simply, you can also check their fleet size and the condition of their equipment. Just call doing a drive-by. And what about their sales personnel? Are they the most experienced in the marketplace? And that's why they're getting the business. Is there other training that people in your operation need to make sure that you're getting the biggest bang for the buck? I mean, there's so many different ways that you can look to get your competitors information in line, especially because of all the social media information uh, that we've dealt out today to make sure that you know what's going on. So don't you got to start somewhere, even if it's on a tablet and just scratching down some notes. If you get sophisticated and want to put it all in a spreadsheet, don't forget that you got to rate yourself first and how you do in the same categories that you're asking about your competition in the marketplace. There's nothing more valuable to you to know how you're doing and be ready to take constructive criticism, or feedback if you're getting ready to, in fact, embark on such an exercise like this, because sometimes it's not the all the great stuff that you hear about your company. Sometimes it's the other stuff that you don't want to hear about your company that'll cause it to make it better. And so you got to feel free and be ready to make those kind of changes when the time comes. Your outside sales personnel are probably the closest ones to the market and to what they can feel from the people they're calling on. Are they recording wins and loses, losses, I should say, when it comes, in fact, to uh, winning rentals or not winning rentals? And is it because of price? Is it because of past service? There's so many different variables in our business that can make or break uh, a company from doing business with you. Everything from uh, maybe a driver not dropping the equipment off the right place. But that's valuable feedback so that the next time we know what's what. And are your drivers equipped with marketing equipment uh, to show that they're better than the competition and have better communication with your customers? Because guess what? Typically, If it's the outside sales guy who got the order and something goes wrong with it, you need to let him know first before the customer lets him know that there was a problem. It's always best to hit these problems head on. And in any customer analysis, you're going to find that it's customer service that leads the way in, in fact, keeping business or not. Because the salesman might make the rental, but the service department's the one that keeps the rental going. It's just like a car dealership. They always say, you know, the salesman makes a sale, but in fact, the service department keeps the customer coming back. So, in closing, if you want to reach me, Radio at gmail.com, or if you just want to shoot the bull and call me or text me, it's 504 uh, 615 and you can always listen on demand. But there is one closing remark I want to make about this customer analysis, not, excuse me, not customer, competitor analysis. Remember this. Don't obsess about your competitors, but do obsess about your customers. I hope that uh, some of the issues discussed today either help to provoke more questions for the success of your business. Uh, we covered a lot of ground in a short period of time. Uh, next week, you tell me what you'd like to talk about or hear about, and I'll be glad to research it for you and uh, bring it down the line for you and so if you have uh, like to be a guest, suggest a guest, advertise or have a question or need a guest speaker or business consultant, I'm around. Today's quote, Competition has been shown to be useful up to a certain point and no further. But cooperation, which is the thing we must strive for today, begins where the competition leaves off. Those were the words of one Franklin D. Roosevelt. So as always, it's been my honor to spend this time with you. I'm Donald Charbonnet, your host and diehard of the rental industry, signing off. And remember, always find time for the things that make you happy to be alive. Signing off, Donald Charbonnet in New Orleans. Hope everybody has a great and productive week. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equipped Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.